Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. Almost all of us have been betrayed by someone at some point in our lives. Now, whether the betrayal was big or whether it was small, it hurts. Not just in the moment, but often for years. And it can color how open you can be in all of your relationships, especially your most intimate ones. And that can actually be problematic because healthy relationships are based on trust. So what can you do if you have trust issues? Well, that's what author, coach, and counselor Randall Turner is here to talk about today. So Randy, thanks for coming on the show and talking about this really important topic, this this concept of trust. Oh, I'm delighted to be your guest. Thank you for inviting me. So let's let's just go to the nitty gritty here. What exactly is trust and why is it so important? Trust in in my uh, interpretation, trust is something that that you absolutely someone can firmly believe day in and day out about what you're saying, what you're communicating, and how that you're acting, so that your words your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions are all consistent. Um, and people don't have to read between the lines or um, pick apart what you're saying or what you're doing because um, they have to find out what's true or what's not true. Trust is, should be very open, should be very clear, and more importantly, it's something that should be very much treasured and valued to protect in a relationship. Yeah, that 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 last piece is is so important because I remember having this conversation with my kids when they were younger, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, I said if if you do you know if you do something that you know you're not supposed to do, own up to it because if you lie about it, I said you now violated trust, and that's going to be really hard to get back, and you know and. And trust on the surface sounds simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But then, but then, you know, we all, but it's like, you know, but, but we lie to ourselves. We lie to our partners. We lie to our kids. We, you know, it, which is basically the antithesis of trust, right? Absolutely. And, 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 and we have a culture that oftentimes glorifies, um, individuals and stuff who are kind of, you know, they're kind of a scoundrel. They're, 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 they pretend to be trustworthy, but they're not. And so we have a society that really doesn't have uh, some really good models of trustworthy people that they look up to. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and so sometimes that can get set really, really early. It's like I said in the opening, because sometimes my issue with trust isn't about the person who's standing right in front of me. It's my history that, mm-hmm. you know, if, you know, if, if I grew up in a family where, 
you know, we kept secrets or, or, you know, um, I mean, I, this goes back to, again, talking about my kids and, and my husband getting, you know, so tired of the tattling, you know, and so, right. like, you know, so, so, it's, so, you know, it's like, I'm going to tell on you. And, and so that just creates this whole sense of lack of trust um, you yep. know, between my kids. Uh, now that they're older, it's better, but as little kids. And so, you know, these, these life experiences can be, you know, seem small, but have really lasting meaning. So that if I have an issue, if, so if I grew up in a, with an issue of trust, then mm-hmm. it, it, it's going to pollute my relationship today, isn't it? Absolutely. Sometimes within a family, and I had this happen in my family, there was a, there was kind of a, uh, if you were able to take advantage of a person or a situation and stuff that benefited me or my family, that was admired by the patriarch in our, in our family. Um, yet you were supposed to be absolutely, totally trustworthy with them. Um, that's totally mixed messages. And so we really need more than anything else as, as couples to have a clear understanding what trust is, how trust is both given and received, and what are healthy expectations when it comes to uh, loving and learning to trust each other because trust also needs to grow over time. And when trust is broken, what's necessary to restore that trust? And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it is possible to restore trust, although like most things, it's better not to lose it in the first place. So I know we're going to get to that, but I do want to talk about this because you actually had, you talk about trust um, being a function of time, truth, and testing. So we've been talking a little bit about truth. And so what exactly does, does that mean? How does truth contribute to trust? Well, truth is, is something that needs to be able to be spoken without having to explain what you're, what you're, you're telling someone. Truth uh-huh. is something that's straightforward, that you mean what you say and you say what you mean. Um, mm-hmm. You're not, you're not, um, manipulating your words so that they can mean two different things. Um, You're trying to be a straightforward and communicate clearly what you think, what you feel, what you see, or what you intend. Um, And that truth needs to remain the same in all of your relationships. Um, You know, it's not just between me and my, my spouse, but it's me and other people because my spouse and my children are also watching and listening to the conversations I have with other people. And am I speaking that same truth to, to those around me, family and friends that I do in my home, or is, is it different? There mm-hmm. shouldn't be different versions or, or cause those different versions, um, when the spouse or children are listening to us, they kind of come away with, well, that's not what he told me. It's kind of, mm-hmm. but not. And so it's really important that we're consistent in what we say, how we say it, to, to whomever we're communicating with it. 
which again is one of those things that sounds really straightforward. So why do people have so much difficulty with this? I think that we assume trust. Mm-hmm. We, we assume that people, you know, are trusting what we're saying and, um, and oftentimes we don't realize and recognize how valuable, how cherished trust is and that we are quick to listen and slow to speak as it were in a way that we make sure that, you know, we don't just rattle off anything, but our words are consistent and, and, and how vital that is to the comfort and security of that relationship. When I speak the truth consistently over a long period of time, it's going to be tested. Well, how is it going to be tested? It's going to be tested in the ways that people, you know, are looking, am I saying the same thing to all the people I speak to when I talk about this? Or am I talking slightly different? Or am I omitting or adding information and things like this? Um, and can they rely on my word being my the, the actions and stuff that I do? And I'm, I'm really good about coming to them and apologizing when I have to break trust not when they find out that I broke trust and then I have to apologize for not, because when I say something that, a, that isn't right or when I have to go back on my word, I need to go back and apologize uh, ahead of time, not wait for and hope they don't find out. Right. It's, it's the, you know, uh, you know, the, the people who, who believe in asking for forgive, you know, forgiveness instead of for permission. It's like, mm. right. You know, but and and again, this this truth is if you are living in integrity, if you are living with authenticity, if you are being honest and truthful, people will recognize you. You might be wearing different clothes. You know, you might not you know, they might see you at the gym or they might, you know, know you from you know, work, but, but they would recognize you in other situations because you're living in integrity. Absolutely. I, I had a conversation with someone the other day and I, I said what um, I meant to say mm-hmm. and they, they assumed because of their past broken mm-hmm. trust, they assumed that what I said, that I meant something different. Okay. Yeah. And consequently, they didn't show up to the place where I was expecting them. Mm. And I asked them, I said, well, what happened to you? I, I, I was expecting you. And they, I, they said, well, I heard what you say, but I thought, you know, you probably meant well, this. this other thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I looked at the person and I said to them, I said, do I lie? Mm. Mm-hmm. And they looked at me and said, what are you talking about? I said, do I lie? Do I lie to you or lie to other people? Have I ever lied to you or lied to other people that you know of? And they said, no. I said, please remember that. If I say something, you don't have to interpret what I mean, because if I haven't communicated it very clearly, then ask me the question. But I need to make sure that you know that I say what I mean and mean what I say. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is interesting because because you kind of, you didn't actually say it, but as you were talking, it popped into my head of what I call lies of omission, 
which is I don't actually lie directly to you. I lie by leaving stuff out, which is also a violation of both truth and trust. Oh, and and that's that's the lies of omission is that deteriorating of a relationship over time that is that is so it just gets to that failing point. You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, uh, a foundation or or something that's rusting away uh, over mm-hmm. a period of time and and pretty soon it's going to fail. Yeah. And and that's going to be pretty ugly. Yeah, and people you know, people think they're getting away with it when in actuality it's like you said, it's just kind of rotting it from, you know, from the foundation. So yeah. this is Happily Ever After. It's just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm having a conversation about trust and its importance to your marriage with author, coach, and counselor, Randall Turner. And if you have trust issues or have been betrayed in one of your relationships, you're not alone but you're actually not destined to never trust again. If you want to learn to build or rebuild trust, I can help. So if you're interested, take a moment and send me an email or give me a phone call and schedule your free, no obligation, happily ever after discovery session. You can reach me by email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N as in Nancy, C as in charlie.com. Or you can reach me by phone at area code 919-924-0463. So I want to get back to this conversation about trust. And talking about, okay, so you were saying that trust is truth plus time plus testing. So let's talk about time. Now, there's this old adage that time heals all wounds. And my response to that is not if you're not doing anything in that time. (laughs) But what role does time play in trust? Well, this is one of those things and stuff that I specifically, working with men, I say to them, Many times when they've broken trust with their spouse, Mm -hmm. they say to me, you know, she's never going to get over this. And I say, yes, Mm -hmm. she will, but she needs more time. Mm -hmm. And they don't don't understand that because in their mind, they think that one month, two months, three months, or six months is long enough. (laughs) <laughs> but this all yeah, this no. <laughs> also this also speaks to their intimacy ignorance mm-hmm. because when they don't understand how deep of an emotional wound this black, broken trust is, then they don't understand how, how long and how much time it takes to heal. For many men, that intimacy ignorance leads them to question. Um, well, you know, I I haven't done anything like that for the last six months. Why can't she let go of it? Well, that's that's good, but this is something that you've been doing for the last sixteen years. Mm-hmm. Six months is six months is not nearly enough time to heal. And if she is trying to restore the relationship, she's going to test you, and sometimes by asking the same question, maybe a little bit differently, because she's hoping that the same answer comes back. Mm-hmm. But when the answer doesn't come back consistently, it just leaves that 
that challenge in her mind to say, is he really changing? Well, and it's so interesting that you talk about this because, you know, of course, one of the biggest violations of trust is infidelity. But there are right. a lot of other there are a lot of other ways of betraying trust. So, I, you know, I, I've, I've been working with a client for a while and um, he had, you know, he had anger issues. He was mm-hmm. taught growing. He was taught growing up to rage. I mean, that was, you know, that was something that was modeled for him. And right. and so, you know, his wife finally had enough, and he finally got it. I mean, to his credit, he he actually, you know, he's done the work. He he understood where it comes from. He underst- He understands why he does it. He even understands what the trigger of it are and he's done you know a really good job and i said to him that you know and it's the same kind of thing it's like why doesn't she trust me i said because you can't do it again right i mean and i'm not saying you can't get upset i mean because of course that's a ridiculous thing to say to anybody but i said you you can't because i said if you go raging again it's like you almost you don't reset the clock back to zero but you reset the clock and, you know, and and it was a really hard conversation to have with him because he really had made huge progress, but there had not yet been enough time where she could trust that it wasn't going to happen again. Yeah, functionally, he has made progress. Mm-hmm. Emot- emotionally, that still has to have time to heal and 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 grow. Mm-hmm. And and because men don't speak emotional language very well and we don't listen for emotional language, we don't know the depth of hurt and harm that it causes a woman when we do something that betrays or breaks trust. And, you know, I try to explain to men and, you know, it's like a deep, it's like a deep wound to your, like bruising your bone. You know, mm-hmm. when I was, when I was, um, running as an athlete, um, I had an accident um, and I went to the sports doctor and he told me that I had fractured the, the, the tip of my bone and that it was nothing he could do about it. He couldn't, there, there, was, no, there was no cast or anything on it. He said, mm-hmm. it's going to take at least six to eight months to fully heal because you have to keep using it every day. Right. I looked like everything was normal, but that deep bone wound was going to take time to heal. There was nothing, there was no miracle that I can make it heal faster. The mm-hmm. same thing is true with trust. There's no miracle to make it happen faster. You have to acknowledge the deep depth and the hurt of the wound, and you have to be willing to be patient and continue to earn that trust. But it's not, but earning trust and maintaining trust is a lifelong process. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, and it's interesting because, because one of the things when I'm working with couples where infidelity has happened, I, you know, I, I, I usually, I say to the person, because it could be the man or it could be the woman who stepped outside of the relationship, I said, you can never, ever, 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 never 
tell another lie to to your partner ever for any reason. I said, if they ask you, did you buy them something specific for your for Christmas and Christmas is a month away, you have to look them in the eye and go, yes, I did. <laughs> because you can't be, because it just, that wound is so incredibly deep that, yes. you know, yes. and, and at some point in time, it's like anything else, it will ease, but it's, but it's all, the scar is always going to be there. And, and so people have to be willing to change um, their behavior. Now, you said something a little bit ago, which, which is interesting and I think can be really, can be a really a source of struggle for people. And it's that testing. Because I, I do think that that is very difficult for somebody to feel like their partner is testing them. So why, why is testing a component of trust? Well, I always like to help them to frame it to stuff. If someone's testing to see whether you're speaking the truth, they're doing it because they have hope that the relationship's getting better. Okay. And so they're, they're testing you because, first and foremost, they're getting used to you speaking the truth and nothing but the truth all the time for the first time in your life. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and second of all, their, your, their ability to trust you through this test is part of the healing process. Okay. Which makes sense. And sometimes I think that, that somebody could be testing you, not necessarily because you've been untrustworthy, but somebody in their past has been untrustworthy. I mean, I know a lot of people a lot of my clients, their, their parents were not trustworthy for one reason or another. And they bring that to their partnership. And now it's like, I'm always testing you because I expect you to be like my mom or I expect you to be like my dad or whoever it was who was untrustworthy. And that can also be a problem because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm being held responsible for somebody else's behavior, which, of course, it doesn't set a great tone for the relationship. So what do people do in that case? I think the biggest thing in stuff is to acknowledge that where we got our unhealthy expectations when it comes to what trust and what trust means to us and our relationship. And mm-hmm. that's really important to understand that, that you're surrounded by family members or friends and stuff that, that habitually – um, do minimize or uh, omit information and stuff. Um, and so we have, to be, we have to be cognitive to say, for our family culture, for our house, this is what mm-hmm. we need to set and establish. This is what trust means. This is how trust is built. And this is, this is, what, this is the consequences of broken trust and what it takes to rebuild trust. Um, and the, like you said, the adage to ask permission instead of, you know, ask for forgiveness, you know, that sounds great in the movies. But if you've, <laughs> if you've done something or said something that you know you're going to have to ask forgiveness for, then don't do it. Well, 
Yeah. Are you, my my adage is, if you wouldn't do it with your partner standing right next to you, you probably shouldn't do it. But yeah, absolutely. You know, but just like you uh, just like you said, Leslie, I have a client who, um, she was telling me that his father, um, has been one that 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 continues to say, "Oh, you just need to get over it." You just oh. need to get, you know, let go of it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's water under the bridge, okay? And that's what his father says and the way his father handles things. So he brings that same attitude to her. Oh, you just need to get over it. Just That's water under the bridge, you know. We've already mm-hmm. talked about this. Right. Well, again, he's just re... And, and that's where a family has to say, who runs this house, your dad or us? Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because this, you know, just because your dad believes something to be true or the way to handle things doesn't mean it's true and doesn't mean it's right. Well, and, and, and I do think that that's a lot of what people hear. It's like, well, it's been two years or it was six months ago or it, it wasn't that bad. I always love that one. Uh, and, you know, and, and all of those things dismiss the experience that the other person is having. And, you know, and then it comes back to, am I willing to be uncomfortable to help us heal? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and, and I, and, and in, and in all honesty, and this is again, an an interesting thing about marriage is that we all come to it with different perspectives, different experiences. And so if I wouldn't be hurt by this, if I wouldn't feel betrayed by this, but you do, I have to acknowledge that even though my intent might not have been, I mean, because a lot of times this happens with couples where one person will share some information about the relationship with a friend or a family member or whatever, mm. and they're not, they're not doing it to consciously betray their partner. Again, there wasn't a conversation about this. I mean, I remember years ago, I was applying for a grant and, or, and with, with just like a local organization right. and they, and it was for my business, but they wanted my husband's salary. And it was like, yeah, you're not, I mean, and I knew my husband, it's like, my husband was like, no, that information isn't going out. <laughs> right. right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I had filled that out, it would have been a betrayal of him. Luckily I knew that. And it was like, right. yeah, you guys need to change this. Cause my husband doesn't have anything to do with my company. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but but so sometimes this so sometimes the betrayal can be completely accidental, but mm-hmm. it doesn't change the impact. Yeah, and that and that's part of the stuff. But you and I both know those kind of things that happen every so often is it's just part of being human here on Earth. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> but when they remain consistent in mm-hmm. little things and large things. Now the relation, the trust in the relationship is eroding, and and, yeah. and you know, and I and I say to men, I said, if you become known for being a man of your word, true to your word, day in and day out, no matter what, 
doesn't that make you a better boss, a better employee, a better father, a better brother, a better person altogether? This is not about just doing this to fix what you broke in the relationship. This is about becoming a man of true integrity that not just your wife or your children, but everyone recognizes you and depends upon you as being a man that always speaks the truth, even if it's not what people want to hear. Right. And, and, and I love that because if, if you're less than truthful in one relationship, there's probably a pretty good chance you're not completely truthful in other relationships, whether that, you know, and, and, you know, and, and we do develop reputations and it's really, you know, and, and, and it was like what I told my kids, I said, you know, if you lie to me, you're going to make it worse. So yeah. don't, <laughs> you know, because that, that, that puts a whole different spin on it. If I lie to my husband, that's, you know, that's, that's not okay. Even, even if I know that what I'm going to say, he isn't going to like. Yeah. I got to suck it up because otherwise he can't trust me. Right. And, right. Yeah. So anything else you want to share about trust and what people need to know? I I think the the, the biggest thing in in the, for, you know, as you know, I primarily coach and and work with men and stuff. Uh-huh. And that have that have broken, you know, their relationship due to their own struggles and things and stuff that they work with. The biggest thing I want to say is trust can be rebuilt to be stronger than it was even when you began your relationship. Uh-huh. But you have to be you have to be willing to give it amp- much, much, much more time than you think as a man it deserves. But the bottom line is is you as you begin to restore trust, you actually begin to restore and your own worth and the weight of your words to everyone. Mm-hmm. You you actually become a man that is highly respected and highly regarded just because you don't mince words and you don't you know you don't leave things out or anything and stuff like this. So don't look at it as just, oh, I've got to do this to fix our relationship. No, you've got to do this to be the best man you can be, and it's going to be something you need to do for the rest of your life if you want men to honor and respect you, because if you don't, it's not just going to be your wife who's going to say this relationship is over. It's going to be a lot of family and friends and colleagues as well. Right. Randy, thank you so much for this really important conversation and for your time and for your knowledge. And again, thank you for being on the show. Can you please share your contact information um, with people so that they can learn more about this? Sure. Um, Our website is transformingfamilies.org. And you can reach me at rturner at transformingfamilies.org. Again, like Leslie and stuff, our mission and stuff is to, to help and bring help and healing to broken relationships, provide training and resources and coaching and stuff. And so 
take a look at our website, uh, get an opportunity. You can reach me through, um, through the email and stuff, but uh, thank you, Leslie. This has been an honor. I'm, I'm delighted to be working in the same field with you from different parts of the world. I, I love it too. And so what I want you guys to know is that trust is a choice. And sometimes it's a really hard one to make, both to trust somebody else and to become trustworthy. But if you want to have a healthy and truly intimate relationship, it's a necessary choice. So the question that I have for you is, what would help you make it? And hopefully one of the things you'll keep doing is keep listening to this show. And until next week, stay loving.